Welcome to the How to Raise Money podcast for anyone who wants to raise other people's money for a business or property venture. Right now, there has never been more money on the planet and there has never been more opportunity. This podcast will help you put the two together. So, if you need money for your business or property proposals from banks, lenders, angels, whales or dragons, this is the podcast for you. Hi everyone, this is Ray McLennan and the How To Raise Money podcast. And in this episode, we are going to briefly, because it's not going to be a long one, briefly discuss, can the words you use get a loan application dismissed? And equally so, can it get approved? Well, the answer is a resounding yes, absolutely, the words you use. Now, I've come across a report that was written. It was written in March 2018, so it's pretty recent. And this report is all about big data, and I'll put it in the uh, I'll put it in the notes on the website, so you can click on the link and go and look at this report. But this report is 81 pages long. Now it's very academic, very academic. It's got algorithms in there and all the rest of it, so it's it's quite fascinating to look at and see how they've come to conclusions. But basically, what this report is, it's called "When Words Sweat," and it's identifying signals uh, for uh, for people who will default on loans. Now, we're talking about consumers here because the, 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 the report looked at 120,000 consumer loan applications. And what they tried to find out was who was most likely to default on a loan and could they reduce the odds of a default? And the answer was a resounding yes by 10%. 10%. So in 120,000 loan applications, that's 12,000 loan applications that they could identify that were highly likely to default and therefore they could obviously take them out, probably not give them a loan or, or, or do something completely different. But this is a fascinating report. Now, the report was um, done by uh, was economists and the economists in Columbia University and Delaware in America and they looked for ways to predict the likelihood of whether a borrower would pay back a loan. Now, what they did was they utilised data, big data, from uh, peer-to-peer lending sites and the, what they were looking at was, was essentially four things. So number one is they were looking at the credit score. Number two, they were looking at demographics, age, sex, location, job. Number three, they were looking at information on the loan itself. So the rate, the length, you know, the reason for the loan, all that. But then the thing they were really looking for, and this was something that was um, different from all the rest, was what they called everything human. In other words, words, phrases, and, get this, Facebook profiles. Hmm. They also discovered that although peer-to-peer lending and, and, and um, computers and applications online are all very well and, and are growing, they found that human interaction dramatically decreases a default rate on a loan. So how did they go about this? Well, What they got was uh, a loan application, it was online, and they got potential borrowers to write a brief description of why they need a loan and why they are likely to make good on it. So the potential lenders decide then whether to provide them with the money. And overall, about 13% of borrowers defaulted on the loan. Now, it turns out that the language the potential borrowers use is quite a strong predictor uh, of their probability of paying back this loan. And it's a very important indicator, even if you control for all the other relevant information the lenders were able to obtain about the potential borrowers, such as the credit rating, the demographics and the information on the loan itself. 
So there were, uh, where, where are we? So 10 phrases, yeah. There were 10 phrases um, the researchers found that were commonly used when applying for a loan. And five of those phrases are, uh, I suppose, correlate, as you would put it, po um, positively with paying back the loan and five of them negative with paying back the loan. In other words, five tend to be used by the people you can trust and five by people that you cannot. So here are uh, two applications. I'll read them out and the two applications and you can tell me um, which one you think is most likely to default. So borrower number one says in his loan application, so all, all else being equal, so the credit score, the demographics, the information on the loan, all else being equal, okay? He writes at the end, you know, why should you get this loan? And he writes, number one writes, I'm a hardworking person, married for 25 years, I have two wonderful boys, please let me explain why I need help. I would use the 10,000 loan to fix our roof. Thank you, God bless you, and I promise to pay you back. That's number one. Now number two writes, while the past year in our new place has been more than great, the roof is now leaking and I need to borrow 10,000 to cover the cost of the repair. I pay all bills, car loans, uh, utilities, etc., on time. So who's more likely to default on the loan? And that was the question at the centre of their research as they investigated the power of words in predicting loan default. And what they claim and show is that the text that the borrowers write at the loan origination provides valuable information that cannot otherwise be extracted from the typical data that lenders have on borrowers, which is the credit score, the demographics, the, and the other information on the loan. So, in essence, the decision whether or not to grant the loan depends on the lender's assessment of the borrower's ability to repay. Okay, well, that's pretty, pretty normal. But this assessment is often difficult because loans are repaid over a lengthy period of time and unforeseen circumstances might arise. And for that reason, traditional lenders, such as banks, credit card companies and all the rest of it, they collect and process as many pieces of information as possible within a tightly regulated industry. Now, the bits of information that they, they collect are classed into kind of four categories. So um, number one is the borrower's financial strength, which, which is reflected by their credit score, their credit history, their income and their debt and so on. And uh, you would say is most telling on a borrower's ability to default. Number two, we said the demographics such as gender, geographic location and so on. Number three was information related to the loan itself, the amount that's being borrowed and the interest rate. And then number four, everything else that can be learned from human interaction between borrowers and people at the loan granting institutions. Now, they've added into that Facebook profiles. And what they've discovered, we'll go back to the words in a minute because I've, I've got um, 10 words there. I'll go back to them in just a minute. But what they've discovered is that Facebook profile images can be very telling as well. Because if you go to, and we've all got friends on Facebook, we've got our own images on Facebook, but if you go there and there's a picture of you and it's clearly you and you're the only person in the image and, you know, you've got your name underneath and you're smiling, then that's, that's a good sign. If you're in a group of people, they don't know who's who. If you're in a uh, picture with a child, then they make the assumption that the borrower is the adult and obviously the child is a relative or something like that. And uh, if the images are cartoons or if they're views or whatever it is, all of that has a bearing and all of that effectively tells a lender whether or not the person making the application is going to be good for the loan. Now, here's the uh, words. So, so I've read out number one and I've read out number two. Okay, so just to repeat, number one says, 
I'm a hardworking person, married for 25 years, have two wonderful boys. Please let me explain why I need help. I would use the 10,000 loan to fix our roof. Thank you, God bless you, and I promise to pay you back. While number two says, while the past year in our new place has been more than great, the roof is now leaking and I need to borrow 10,000 to cover the cost of repair. I pay all bills, car loans, utilities, etc., on time. So who is more likely to default on the loan? So here are the 10 words. So the 10 words are God, promise, debt-free, minimum payment, lower interest rate, will pay, graduate, thank you, after tax, and hospital. Hmm. So those are the 10 words. Now you might think or at least hope that, you know, a polite and openly religious person who gives their word uh, and says, you know, I promise uh, almighty God uh, would be amongst likely to pay back a loan. But in fact, that's not the case. This type of person, the data shows over 120,000 applications is less likely than average to make good on their debt. So here are the phrases grouped by the likelihood of paying back. So these are the words, terms used effectively in a loan application by people most likely to pay back. So debt-free, after-tax, graduate, lower interest rate, minimum payment. And then the terms used in loan applications by people most likely to default were God, promise, will pay, thank you, and hospital. Hmm, interesting. Now, before we discuss kind of, well, there's ethical implications of, of all of that, but let's kind of think through what it reveals about people and what should we make of the words in the different categories. Well, let's kind of consider the language that suggests someone is more likely to make a loan payment. Phrases such as lower interest rate after tax, they indicate a certain level of financial sophistication on the borrower's part. So it's perhaps not surprising that they are, I suppose, add up to someone who's most likely to pay their loan back. And in addition, if the person uh, making the application talks about positive achievements, such as being a university graduate and being debt-free, they're also likely, according to statistics, to pay their loans. Now let's look at the language that suggests somebody is unlikely to pay their loans in this in this 81-page uh, long report, which I'll put uh, the link at the end and uh, you can you can get it you can go and download it if you wish all the good stuff is kind of in the first five pages and then the rest goes into all how they managed to co correlate all of this but let's look at the language of somebody who's unlikely to pay so generally if someone tells you he will pay you back he will not pay you back the more assertive the promise the more likely it is that they will break it if somebody writes um, or says i promise i will pay back so help me god he's amongst the least likely statistically, to pay you back. Appealing to your mercy, explaining that he needs the money because he has a, you know, a relative in trouble, um, means he's unlikely to pay you back as well. In fact, mentioning any family member, a husband, a wife, a son, a daughter, mother, father, or whatever, is a sign that someone will not be paying back. In other words, any word that indicates uh, default about uh, explaining meaning they're trying to explain they're going to be able to pay back a loan, then likely they won't. Hmm. Now, the authors of the, uh, the report didn't have a theory for why thanking people is evidence of a likely default, but that, that came up, scored highly as well. So, according to these researchers, giving a detailed plan of how he can make payments and mentioning commitments he's kept in the past are evidence that someone will actually pay back a loan. Making promises and appealing to your mercy is a clear sign that someone will go into default, and regardless of the reasons. 
or what it tells us about human nature, that making promises is a sure sign that somebody will in actually, you know, in reality, not do something. The uh, authors of the report found the test was an extremely valuable piece of information in predicting default. And somebody who mentions God was 2.2 times more likely to default, and that was amongst the single highest indicators that someone would not pay back. Now, the authors of the report, they go on to, to uh, I've got it in front of me here, but they go on to, to write about um, build that, that their study raises ethical questions. And while it was just an academic study, some companies do report that they utilise online data in approving loans. So that is uh, doing effectively a digital footprint search of you. And is that acceptable? Mm? Mm, I don't know. Do we want to live in a world in which companies use the words we write to predict whether we will pay back a loan? Well, it's a bit creepy, a um, bit scary, bit 1984 George Orwellian, but um, it effectively means that, a, a con this is consumer loans we're talking about here, a consumer looking for a loan in the near future might have to worry about not just their financial history, but their online activity. Now, how many times have you heard that before? Be careful what you post on Facebook. Be careful what you post on Twitter. Is it something that you're, you know, you want, you're happy to see on the front page of a newspaper? Is it something you're happy for your mother to read? Um, you know, there's all of that. But there's also the words that you use. Now, in a later podcast, we're going to talk about pitching and how you pitch to potential investors to get money. And there are also words that you should use and words that you should not use, phrases you should say and phrases you should avoid. And, you know, we all know that some people can be very persuasive and persuasion comes into things, how you structure something. But don't you think it's interesting? I find it very interesting that the words you use can get a loan application dismissed or approved. And I've just lined them out for you. So, um, yeah. So um, you might be, well, you know, I mean, I suppose being, being judged on factors, uh, well, they're kind of a bit absurd, aren't they, really? Whether you say thank you or whether you use the word God or whatever, or, you know, what about if you really genuinely do need to help a relative, you know? Um, that's, you know, you're going to get punished because of it? Mm, I don't know, that's really strange. And, and, and a kind of a, a word, well, a word like that is kind of mm, a bit, not a word I want to be in. But anyway, Okay, so there we are. Can the words you use to get a loan application approved or dismissed? The answer is a resounding yes, they can. So the text and the data mining was 120,000 loan applications that were made and they covered one, credit score, two, demographics, age, sex, location and job, three, information on the loan itself. But the one that was um, more telling than all the others combined was everything human. In other words, the words, the phrases, the Facebook profile, and the human interaction between the person granting the loan and the person getting the loan decreases the default rate. So the more touch points there are, the more human touch points there are, the more the default rate decreased. I thought that was fascinating. Hope you did too. Um, the report is called When Words Sweat, Identifying Signals for Loan Default in the Text of Loan Applications. It's dated March 2018. And you can get it on, you can, you can search for it online, but there'll be a link at the end. And one of the authors is uh, a professor called Oded Netzer, O-D-E-D, -E Netzer, N-E-T-Z-E-R, Alan Lemaire, L-E-M-A-I-R-E, -E, and Michael Herzenstein. And they're at the University of Columbia and the University of Delaware. Okay, well, I hope you found that as fascinating as I did. Uh, that's been the How to Raise Money podcast on Can the Words You Use Get a Loan Application Dismissed? I've been Ray McLennan. Thank you very much and goodbye. 
thank you for listening to the How to Raise Money podcast. It's made for people who want to raise money as debt or investment equity for their business or property proposal or empire. The website has all the useful links and underlying research, and you can get downloads of the checklists and other useful information. You can find all that at howtoraisemoney.co.uk. You can find us on Facebook and Twitter at Ray underscore McLennan and Nigel Best at Positive Nigel. You can check the blog at raisingangelfinance.blogspot.co.uk. See you next time, where we can show you how to raise money. There is abundance. There is money enough for everyone on the planet. The question is, who has yours?